Praise God and welcome to the Romans teaching today. We're teaching in Romans chapter 1 and we have for the past, uh, I don't know, four sessions. This will be part five today. Before we get into that though, real quick, a little advertisement. All God's works are done in truth. A little booklet I put together uh, last year, I believe, uh, ever since 2011, we begin to... Uh, understand better the grace of God and and the truth of the Lord all through the revelation of the gospel the cross of Jesus Christ and Psalms 33 4 says this for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth when you understand that truth is a man named Jesus and what he did on the cross for you that he might apply that liberty of freedom of who he is into your life when you understand that Jesus the man and Jesus going to the cross is the truth, then all of God's word will begin to make sense to you by the Holy Spirit. He wants to reveal truth to you. And God only works in truth. That's what the Bible says. All of God's works are done in truth. Amen. And this little 62-page booklet for $15 only, a cheap price to help the ministry do what all the things God's called us to do here will, will help us do that, will bring much clarity to the Scriptures, to your heart, remove a whole lot of confusion if you'll just simply believe this truth that Jesus is truth. What makes Him truth to you is what He did at the cross and that all God's works are done in truth. If, and I know a lot of things you're going to have to turn around and admit, okay, that wasn't God and that wasn't God. And as bad as I wanted to call that a move of God, that was just me or the enemy, the flesh, the world, something. Because all God's works are done in truth. Amen. And I promise you, grace is only found in truth. Colossians 1.6 Grace is found in truth because God's grace is God at work doing something for us, to us, in us, through us that's good, that we need done, that we don't deserve to have done, but He does it. It's God at work. God saved us. God teaches us. That's all by the grace of God. So gr the grace of God, which is God at work, is only found in truth where He only works. And I know some people will hear this and they'll say, well, I just don't quite agree with that. Well, if you agree with Scripture, then you got to understand. I hope you never have an opportunity to ask Cain, but Cain just wouldn't accept God's one way, the sacrifice. And therefore, he was banned. He became a wanderer. And he, he, he walked away maybe saying, well, I just, I don't know. But he, you've got to understand, God presented the sacrifice as the only way of truth, of reconciliation, of grace, of fellowship, of salvation, of anything he's offering. And we come through faith in the cross daily, even into the understanding of God's word, even to find God at work in our life, which is grace flowing in our lives. That, my friend, only happens as we understand the truth of who Christ is. So you can just send that... Uh, gift that offering of $15 to thecrosswaychurch.com. It's, it's our website. Donate button on there or you can write and send that to Crossway Church 610 
Highway 59, Queen City, Texas, 75572, and we'll mail it right out to you. I guarantee it'll help you understand the Word of God a lot better as it is written in truth because 1 Thessalonians 2.13 describe uh, us as we receive and believe God's Word as it is in truth, then He will be found effectually working that truth, that word into our hearts. Praise be to God. Just want to help you. We're in the book of Romans. This is our fifth session as we are getting together, just slowly moving through this letter to the Roman church and to me and you. Praise God. This is a Bible. These letters that were written of old are to us too, not just a church back in that day, but to the church worldwide and God intended that. Praise be to God. This is to me today. As I read it, I accept it to me as a letter to me. And, and if I will place my faith through the blood into what God has said, then, then I will find the Holy Spirit working in my life. Watch this now. Last week we, we stopped in verse 4 and I just want to uh, start with verse 4 where the Bible says, speaking of Jesus Christ, declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And it just happened to be resurrection Sunday yesterday. And oh, what a time we had. And listen, I'd encourage you to tune in. Even if you already have a, a good cross preaching church you go to after the fact with our messages are uploaded into the archives on our website, thecrosswaychurch.com or my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316 and avail yourself to the preaching of God's word as it is in truth that your faith might be found legitimately in the Word of God and the Holy Spirit at work in your life. Don't want to play games anymore. Time's too short. We've wasted too much time in, in, in psychological, religious uh, uh, attempts of men. But we have the Word of God and as the Holy Spirit is allowed to teach us the truth of God's Word, which means through our faith in the cross of Jesus Christ, then we'll find ourselves learning, experiencing the Holy Spirit working and maturing and conforming us into the very image of Christ and not just be going through the motions. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So here the Bible says Jesus Christ was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness. And that means much more than just according to the Holy Spirit. It does mean that, but it also means according to the Spirit of holiness, according to what God would do in him. Holiness is all always uh, described as a setting apart, holy, something that is apart. God is holy. He's above and apart from all things. Hallelujah. And he has called us to be holy, which means to live apart uh, fr from the world and the devil and the, and the flesh and to just be, he has set us apart through our faith in the blood of Jesus to be able to conform us into his image, which is a holy and a sanctified work of the Holy Spirit, who's able to do that if our faith remains in the cross of Jesus Christ because it is the cross that allowed the Holy Spirit to declare Jesus Christ is the Son of God with power. 
The resurrection is the declaration that Jesus Christ is the Son of God with that power he claimed to have to lay his life down and to raise it up again. You need to understand that. And this is another thing that you and I, and I believe the church is going to begin to move into as we already have to some small degree, that when we learn to keep our faith in the cross, then we experience the Holy Spirit declaring in and through our lives that Jesus Christ is the Son of God with power. Did you hear that? When our faith remains in the cross of Christ, then there is a, 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 a declaration by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of holiness, that this Jesus in which we are trusting is the Son of God with power evident, manifest in our lives. Praise God. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. Listen, faith in the cross, true faith in the cross, not a church, not just something. True faith. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe that I'm that I was crucified with him, I was buried with him, and today I've been resurrected with him. I'm living in him, praise be to God. There my faith resides in his sacrifice, and it is a guarantee there will be victory, that sin will no longer dominate your life, that there will be a declaration through your life that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. So, and, 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 and so we need to understand this today. The resurrection of Christ was a Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness, declared through the resurrection that Jesus Christ was the Son of God with power. And this resurrection life, you and I are given the opportunity to walk in through our faith in what? Jesus manifest as the power of God and the Holy Spirit here confirms now through the resurrection that he is the Son of God with power to lay his life down and to raise it up again can be manifest not only to us, but in us and through us. Praise be to God. What a revelation. What is this to know today for the child of God? <coughs> that it's more than going to church and singing a song, but it is to be in fellowship, intimate fellowship with Jesus each and every day, walking and talking with this God. I, I watched a portion of the Ten Commandments again. Surely I've watched it 40 times at least in my life. But the other night I watched a portion of it, the portion where most Moses was going up the mountain and he got to the tree, the bush burning with fire, yet not consumed. And I began to cry as I sat there and watched that. And I, 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 the thought came to my mind, what an awesome experience, what an awesome time that must have been. And the Holy Spirit immediately spoke to my heart as I sat there crying on my couch. And he said, Curtis, you have so much more than that now. The bush that burns is your heart for me, to know me, to, to carry about this declaration of the Holy Spirit that my son is the son of God. He is my son with power to lay his life down, to take it up again and to pour through you daily this resurrection life. Oh, hallelujah. What a truth that is. We read stories and we hear stories, but the reality of the matter, wherever you are in time with God, which we are here now with God, and the work he's doing is not in a burning bush out on the backside of the desert, but it's a 
a burning fire. Our God is a consuming fire that wants to consume our hearts with a devotion for Him and, and to be able to declare through our lives that His Son, Jesus Christ, is the Son of God with power. That's resurrection life. That's resurrection power. It is unexperienceable without faith in the cross. Every person who's been born again stepped into resurrection life because resurrection life himself, Jesus Christ, that claims to be the resurrection, stepped right into us, began to inhabit us by his spirit. And make no mistake about it, my friend, the greatest thing the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life and my life is to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ and to be able to declare through our lives that this this Jesus, this one who declared himself to be the way, the truth, and the life is the Son of God with power. Hallelujah. More than a declaration of words, but a life manifest of Jesus. You see, it's not us he wants to manifest to the world. It's Jesus. Hallelujah. And daily our lives need to, we need to find the Holy Spirit declaring through us, not just the words we declare, the words we speak the words we teach and preach, but our very conversation, lifestyle, behavior presents this Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, what an opportunity to live with the Lord each and every day. And verse 5 goes on to say, by whom we have received grace and an apostleship. Grace. We've received this, what God has done, 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, to know that God was in Christ reconciling sinners to himself. God was in Christ on the cross reconciling sinners to himself, not imputing their trespasses and sins to them. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Jesus Christ died on the cross, the one that knew no sin, had no sin nature, had no sin, was not guilty, lived a perfect, upright, holy life. Hallelujah. Every step he took, every word he spoke, every thought he thought was, an, was a movement of the Holy Spirit and an act of holiness to his Father to be seen by all the world. The spotless Lamb of God had no sin nature. Praise God. Think about this. Man, what a trade it was when Jesus, the one who had no sin nature, no sin guilt in his life at all, died for us, took upon him our sin. And hallelujah, praise be to God, erased all our sin through our faith in that sacrifice. Think about this. The one who had no sin nature gave us his nature, a, 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 a nature without sin. Gave us the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And even though we still have a sin nature, don't listen to those folks that say you don't have a sin nature anymore. It's just been made dormant. It's just been put away just like the devil still exists. But his works have been destroyed. The sin nature has been destroyed, but it still exists. And the devil, hallelujah, he has no, you have a shield of faith now that will quench every fiery dart and keep the sin nature dormant, praise be to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. We've received grace 
and apostleship. And, and Paul wrote apostleship speaking of his own personal gifting as an apostle. But we can see this for us today. We've received grace and giftings as well for the body of Christ to be able to see the law saved and a church functioning and exhort exhorting and edifying the body of Christ in which we've been made. But first, remember this. The grace of God that saves must be first. And then God can use us. Without being born again, God cannot use us. Because we're not yet believing the truth, walking in the truth, the place in which he only works. Hallelujah. You need to understand that. God may see devout, lost people wanting to serve God, but before he can call them before he can use them or work in them. He must dwell in them, which he cannot do until they believe the truth in which grace comes to them. And let me explain that just for a moment. Hebrews 2 and 9 tells us that Jesus Christ, by the grace of God, tasted death for all men. And that avenue in which by faith he and grace he tasted death for all men is the only avenue through his death that faith and grace come. The death that he tasted of by faith and grace, amen, there is the only avenue by which you and I taste of that death. And our declaration becomes, oh, Taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, there's no seeing until the taste happens. And Jesus said, you, 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 know, you, you have no life within you until you've eaten my flesh and drank my blood in John chapter 6, speaking of faith in him as the sacrificial lamb of God. Therefore, he told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verses 3 and 5, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven nor even see it until you're born again, which means your faith in Jesus as the Lamb of God that takes away your sin of the world through his death on the cross. The moment you believe in that, let's put it this way, when you believe in that, that is your tasting of the Lord. It's not You don't taste of the Lord any other way than through the sacrifice. Now, I've been in places where false prophets are, have their hands on you and put you in the floor and and, and, and cry out, oh, drink, oh, drink, oh, drink. That's the only way to eat and drink of the Lord is through faith in, in what was provided. The only way to drink or eat of the Lord is by faith in grace. And the only avenue, the only table that God laid for us to eat of that meat to have that faith and that grace, and it is the grace he tasted death by. It is his faith, the faith of the Son of God in which we now live. It's his faith, it's his grace, and that avenue was his death. And the moment we believed in Christ, we tasted and our declaration is, oh, how good is God to save a sinner like me. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. There's only one avenue through the death of Jesus that faith and grace comes to our lives. And it doesn't change after that. It doesn't, we don't, listen, faith, it, the life we now live, Galatians 2.20, is by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. 
Amen. The grace that he tasted death by, again, Hebrews 2, 9, is the only avenue by which we have been able to taste of his death and receive that same grace. Hallelujah. What a revelation. What an excitement in our heart to know that in the past when we preached and taught that you don't work for it and then we preached works. Today we preach you don't work for it and we preach the work of Christ. Hallelujah. And oh yes, most do not want to hear this because most are like I was at one time trying to build the church that Jesus said was his job. He died for it. He has resurrected a people of God and he will build his church church. Hallelujah. We've labored in vain for years because we've thought if we just don't, if we don't do, if we don't do the, listen, he did it all. He purged us from our sins by himself, Hebrews 1, 3. And when the Bible says here in Romans 1 and verse 5, by whom we have received grace and apostleship. Notice grace, what God does first, then comes the gifting. We need to remember that. There's no reception of grace outside of faith in the death of Christ. We explained that very well moments ago according to the Word of God. I pray that you would just simply let all the thoughts and psychological evaluations and religion of men go today. Today would be the day you just say, okay, I've heard the truth. I've seen in Scripture where this was explained to me, and it's not just some old white-headed preacher from Queen City, Texas. I've heard the Lord today. You know how you hear from the Lord? He shows you in His Word what He's saying to you. And sometimes, many times, when it trumps, when it, when it uh, rises above and, and brings correction to that which you've held to even dearly, I speak from experience in the past, you have got to let the old go that the new is revealing that you've walked in something false. Grace is only found in truth because grace is God doing something that's good for you, in you, through you, to you, that you don't deserve to have done, that needs to be done, that only He can do. God at work in your life is the grace of God. And that grace is only found in truth because the Bible says in Psalms 33, 4, just like the little booklet we wrote, all God's works are done in truth. Someone wrote me not long ago and said, well, what about God working in, in, uh, in wrath toward those who hold His Word in unrighteousness? Romans 1.18. God is working there from a stand, from His stand, and in truth, He is truth. And all God's works are done in truth. Even the opposition of those who hold His Word in an unrighteous manner, which are those who are using His Word outside of the revelation of the cross of Jesus Christ, He's opposing them from a standpoint of truth. It is truth which opposes them because they're opposing truth. You understand that? Do you not know that God started everything with man giving man everything he needed, putting him in the garden where all he needed to do was just walk with the Lord, trust the Lord, and enjoy what the Lord had given him and don't eat off the one tree of the knowledge of good and evil the Lord told him not to eat of. That's it. Just to keep the garden and don't eat off that one tree. 
But man had a, a higher thought one day. His wife deceived and, 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 and him moving into that deception as well and had an, a higher thought. And when he did, God rushed in and, and gave them a, another judgment. And that's where we were going. God gave them a judgment. He judged them free. You're free. See, God's Word is God's judgment. And he told Adam, when he, after he created him and put him in the Garden of Eden, here comes the judgment of God. I'm judging this. You are free, Adam, to eat of all the trees in the garden. But don't eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. That was the judgment of God. What a great judgment. I'm free. Just don't, just ignore that tree. But when we disobeyed that judgment because we judged wrong, amen, and notice this, God laid His judgment out. His judgment was good. You're free. You'll stay free. Live forever. Enjoy the tree of life and the garden and all I've given you. Just don't eat off that tree. That was the word of the Lord, which is the judgment of the Lord. Amen. And Adam judged for some period, right. But then there came a day where he and his wife made a wrong judgment. And God's judgment then came toward them based on their judgment. Now this is what I'm trying to say. God laid the first judgment out and now all the things, the way he attends to us is through the judgment we make according to his judgment. That's the way he deals with us. Amen. All the people who've died and are in hell now, and will be there eternity, all eternity, is because they judge themselves, the Bible says, unworthy of everlasting life. They judge themselves. How did they do that? By rejecting God's gift of everlasting life. When they rejected Christ, they reject everlasting life. They judge themselves unworthy. Because they're making judgment on God's judgment he made. Do you understand that? Can we turn over, since this is a Bible study, we're not in any hurry. Maybe the Lord will come today for us, and, and then, you know, uh, we won't need to be sitting here uh, trying to figure out Romans and trying to understand Romans. But watch this. Let me see if I can find out. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Watch this. Verse 14. 2 Corinthians. Talking about... The judgment of God and how God laid the first judgment. You're free. Just don't eat off that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You're free to eat off all the other trees in the garden. And then man made his judgment based on what God had said. And God rushed in the garden and made another, gave him another word, another promise, another judgment. The seed of the woman going to crush your head, devil, and you're going to bruise his heel. That was the story of Calvary. Amen. Don't you understand that Jesus crushed the devil's head there, took his authority away, and Jesus there was bruised and wounded for our sins and iniquities. And then God turned right around there in the garden and killed a lamb or two more than likely because this was symbolic of Jesus coming and then clothed Adam and Eve with the skins of animals. God was showing them, told them verbally the promise and then showed them how the promise would take place through an innocent sacrifice. God was showing them now now his judgment was not 
He was not going to kill them. He was going to be merciful. He was going to offer them mercy and grace through a, a word of promise of sacrifice. God showed up there and gave another judgment. And all those from that point on who believed, who would judge that correct and receive that from God, He would judge them justified, innocent, not guilty of their sins and their fall, hallelujah, and their separation from God. He would reconcile them and, and, and walk with them, hallelujah. Oh, what an exciting time that would be to find out that you may be lost, but you could be saved. Today could be your day, hallelujah. Isn't that exciting to know that you've been, you, you've been separated from God, but he showed up today to tell you you can be reconciled. But watch this, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ constrains us, holds us steady, holds us the course, the love of Christ, which is what he did for us at Calvary. Don't let that go. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It is the truth of who he is, which is what he did at Calvary. 1 John 4, 9 and 10 says the cross is the manifestation of God's love. And God is love, so it is the manifestation of God. Hallelujah. Watch this. For the love of God constrains us, holds us, keeps us the course because we thus judge. It doesn't just happen, but it happens. The love of Christ constrains us, holds us on course, keeps us steady, oh, raises us up when we fall, huh? gives us strength when we're weak. The love of Christ constrains us. Watch this. Because we make this judgment that if one died for all, that being Jesus, then we're all dead. See, the focus is still the cross. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm, how exciting that is. So when we read in Romans 1 and 5 by whom we have received grace what God did in Christ on the cross our faith in that in that same grace continues to flow in our life not for apostleship maybe for you but for evangelism or to teach or to share administrative whatever the gifting of the Holy Spirit is in your life it only flows first through the grace of God and a continual flow of that grace for Paul he writes an apostle for obedience to the faith. Obedience to the faith. And we'll talk more about this next week when we have another half hour of teaching. Uh, not really next week, but hopefully at the end of this week we'll come with another half hour session of this teaching. I pray that you would avail yourself to these teachings on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson. 316. And share these, this, this avenue of teaching with your friends, co-workers, your, 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 your relatives, whoever it is. They need to be hearing the Word of God as it is written in truth so that they can receive it and believe it as it is in truth. And the one who is truth, the Spirit of truth, can work this word of God effectually into their hearts. God bless you. We love you. Keep tuning in and keep growing along in this great move of God, this reformation of sanctification by faith in the cross. We'll talk to you next week. Praise God.